0: Hello and welcome to the Yarniax Podcast. This is episode number 179, which we are recording on Wednesday, November 7th, 2018. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we've decided that we're going to do our announcements in the beginning of the <laughs> podcast today because we are getting really good at what we're calling podcaster fails when we completely forget. Our announcements so we yes. decided we should do it early <laughs> so we don't forget. Yes. So two knit alongs I wanted to talk about briefly. Robbie, our moderator, is running one called the Whip Cal, so works in progress cal. And it started right after Colors of Fall knit along ended and it goes through December 31st. There's a lot of chatter in that thread. I have not even tried to keep up.
1: I haven't either and I just wanted to quickly mention that we're not necessarily covering that knit-along on the podcast. It's more of a
0: group knit-along for people who participate in the chat in our Ravelry group. Right. So we won't talk about it on the podcast much because we're kind of not, I don't want to say sponsoring it, but Charlene and I have both been too busy to be involved in it. Yes, because goodness participants. Knows, exactly. <laughs> goodness knows I have some whips I'd love to finish. But there are also some really, really good prizes. So check that out if you're interested. And our next upcoming Yarniax cow is the self-indulgent knit-along. Now think of that as knit-along, crochet-along, spin-along, make-along. Doesn't have to be knit-along, even though K-A-L has become such a common term. Right, right. But this is what we used to start on January 1st. But because we're so equinox and solstice-oriented, we decided last year we're starting this on the winter solstice, mm-hmm. which is Friday, December 21st. And it will run through the spring equinox, which is March 20th, 2019. I just said 2019. You just in did. relation <laughs> to knitting. That's kind of alarming. <laughs> but the self-indulgent knit along, if you haven't participated with us in the past, is exactly what it sounds. Usually because we started January 1st, it was after all of the holiday knitting was complete. And it was all about knitting something for your own indulgence. So think either a a yarn you've been waiting to knit or a pattern you've been waiting to knit it doesn't have to be a project for yourself, but it can be something that's indulgent in another way. Even if you're not keeping it, we don't care. And you know, our we don't have any quote rules about our knit alongs really. So right. if you're something feeling that indulgent, really brings you joy exactly. in the process, exactly. That's all there is to it. So that will kick off Friday, December 21st. So that gives you time to plan. Of course, swatching is always fine and, We look forward to having a little pre-holiday fun with the knit-along. And if you're like me, you might be waiting until January 1st to
1: cast on anyway, so don't feel pressured into having something else that you have to do before the holidays. If you need to wait until after January 1st, to cast off
0: that's yep. perfectly acceptable exactly i think i might do that too i might try to get my soft yarn blanket done before the <laughs> oh. first so i can do something really fun on the first and have like okay this super clean slate so.
1: yeah and our annual knockers retreat for 2019 there's that date again yes <laughs> is coming up in april april 11th through the 14th of 2019 at the St. Francis Retreat Center in San Juan, Bautista, California. There is a Ravelry group dedicated to retreat information, but we are rapidly heading towards the due date for those attendees who have received their invitations. If you have never attended before and would like to receive an invitation, please go to the Ravelry group to find information on who to email to get yourself
0: onto that list. Easy peasy. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> All right, so that what, those were the announcements. We, we succeeded. It was not a podcast fail today. Oh, no,
1: actually, I do have one more <laughs> that was because, almost a fail. <laughs> because
0: before the retreat,
1: Gail and I will be attending Stitches West oh, in retreat. Santa Clara, California, which is coming up in February of 2019, which sounds like it is months away, but because of the holidays, is going to feel like it is... About half that time. Yeah, it'll fly. So we are very excited to be attending that, and
0: there will be more information about that in the future episodes. And we'll open a thread in the Ravelry group, because if you're going to be there, we'd love to meet you. Yes. And I'm going to propose a sweater trying on event also, because there were some things you and I wanted to try on, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure other people who will be there might want to try on something that we knit. So I'm putting that idea out there, too. Sounds good. All right, so what are you wearing?
1: I am wearing my confetti pullover sweater, which I haven't worn in a while because I haven't worn it over the summer, and I am so happy to be wearing it again. Doesn't it feel good? I love this sweater. I absolutely love this sweater. I knit mine back in May of 2017, so a year and a half ago, and... Gail has knit several of them. I have knit two of them. We have several friends at the local yarn store that have knit it or knit several of them as well. It's just been the perfect easy pullover.
0: It's like a step we, up from a sweatshirt.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's a classier version. We of a absolutely love it. So I made mine. It's a fingering white sweater. Mine is in two two single ply yarns. One from Dragonfly Fibers, it's their Pixie Base. One from Neighborhood Fiber Company, their Rustic Fingering. And absolutely wonderful. Both yarns were wonderful to work with. They go together well. Lovely, lovely yarns. That's all I can say.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And what are you wearing, Gail? I'm wearing my Elton cardigan, which is another hohe lookatelli pattern. And I love this thing so much. (laughs) Speaking of our local yarn shop, I brought it into the Swift Stitch on Friday because our good friend Carol wanted to try it on. She wanted our honest opinion if it looked good on her, and it really did. And that sparked a whole trying on session. There were several people who tried it on that day And our friend Nancy was going yarn shopping the next day to get her second color for hers. Phoebe pulled out her second Elton. She said she's finishing the button band for her first Elton. And she's already cast on her second. So this is another one that's sweeping through our local (laughs) yarn store like Confetti did. And I think it's because it's so wearable. It's a boxy sweater, but it's striped. And, well, I've talked about it a lot, but just brief recap. Knit top down drop shoulders. It's a cardigan as opposed to Hohe's boxy sweaters that are typically pullovers, and it has stripes. She striped it the same color, but one is a fingering weight single ply and the second is a lace weight mohair silk blend. So she gets stripes that the the color's slightly different because the fiber takes the dye differently, but the contrast is really achieved by the different fiber and texture of the two mm-hmm. yarns. And it's mine really cool look. it's really a cool look. Mine is achieved because I used a fingering and a lace in two different shades of pink. So mine are both merino. There's no mohair, but the colors are different. So mm-hmm. there are quite a few variations on how people have knit yes. Elton. So mm-hmm. if you're not knitting it yet because you don't enjoy knitting mohair, which I don't enjoy knitting, then there are many ways you can make the sweater work, mm-hmm. still work. So I really like it. Elton by look Locatelli. Awesome. And what are you stocking? Okay,
1: different kind of stocking for me this week. I haven't been looking at patterns, but I have been, because of the changing seasons and pulling out sweaters that I haven't worn for a while, I've pulled out some sweaters that are not quite perfect anymore. Not quite what i want to wear one of them is sitting right here it's my 5200k oh. that i knit back in october november of 2013 so that five ago? yeah so 5 oh. years ago in fact i finished it on november 6 2013 Ooh, almost so, exactly so almost exactly ago. 5 years ago yeah year ago. 5 years ago <laughs> yes And that means, see, that means that it's a very seasonal this time of year (laughs) sweater because I finished it this time of year and here I am looking at it again this time of year. And this sweater is a tunic length fingering weight pullover and it has an asymmetrical hem in the front, which I thought was very cool and fun when I knit it. But now for some reason I just think it looks kind of awkward and funky. So I don't <laughs> care for it anymore. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just that I was thinking maybe because pants styles have changed over the course of five years, maybe I just don't like the way it looks with such skinny pants that are maybe wearing that are in style right now. I don't know. But My idea, so I'm stocking my own sweater to figure out what I can do to change it. And because I still like the top of the sweater and because it was knit top down, I'm thinking I'm just going to rip out the bottom of the sweater and redo the body without the asymmetrical bit. Oh, and just knit it as an uh, just knit it as, just knit the tube down. Like a top-down raglan. Yes, any exactly. And I'm probably going to make it more a line, like a confetti. Yeah, because that was definitely more fitted. I yes, this is a, this is a more fitted tunic. And just see how it comes. I mean, how it comes out. I mean, I... The worst that can happen is I hate it, I still hate it, and then I (laughs) either get rid of it or rip the whole thing out at that point. But to knit one tube is relatively easy Mm -hmm. because if I'm not doing redoing the raglan shaping, it's just to knit the tube down, it's very easy. And the sleeves have a really nice detail because the sleeves have a little split at the end of the sleeve. And there's a button and a buttonhole and a little
0: eyelet, I guess you would call that. That's kind of like if you have a button down, a shirt that has buttons at the wrist and the gap. Yeah. Right between where the sleeve ends and the button buttons.
1: Yeah. So it's actually a really nice little sleeve Mm -hmm. detail there. So I don't want to take those out. And that is unique. I don't have other sweaters that have that little button detail on it. So I think I'm going to try that because I really love this yarn. This yarn is amazing. It is Madeline Tosh sock in the spectrum colorway, which means it has all the colors in the rainbow spectrum thrown in there. Sometimes different dye lots look more blue or green, or in this case I chose this one because it looks very purple. Very purple dominant. In fact, it's very purple dominant. Even though I I say that, yeah, it's supposed to have all the colors in the spectrum, it's really
0: purple. It's (laughs) purple. It looks to me like purple with, you know, if something gets a film of oil on it and it gives that iridescent look to it, that's what it reminds me of. And it also reminds me of stained glass. Every time you Mm -hmm. have that sweater out, I'm mesmerized by it because every time you turn, you see another... Yeah, color and it's a variegated not a speckled right so it's just such a beautiful color
1: right that if you look at it mm, from far away it it reads more purple or blue than Mm -hmm. anything else but I think that might be an interesting thing to try because I don't wear it as is now so the only thing that can do I can try to make it better that's I can try to make it better. And if it's not better, then I've only lost a little bit because it's not re-knitting an entire sweater. It's just one simple tube. Yep. So we'll give it a
0: try. It seems very doable.
1: Yes, it does. <laughs> so along those lines, I have another sweater that I don't wear. It's the repurposing stocking Yeah, episode. it is. It's called the Breezy Cardigan, and this one is by Hannah Fettig. I knit it back in 2012 and I really don't wear this one anymore either and for a while I was thinking well donate it but again I really like the yarn. The Breezy is made in the now unavailable Madeline Tosh
0: lace. And what was the colorway? The colorway silver is fox. silver fox. I remember you wore this so often. Yeah, I did. You yeah, know, that one summer, you were wearing it all yeah, the time.
1: Yeah, because it's so lightweight. It's wonderful. But the style, I just, I don't wear it anymore. The yarn has held up really well. I have washed and dried this so many times. It's a super wash yarn, the Madeline Tosh lace, and like super wash yarn does it stretches so (laughs) much and it's a little alarming because here it is this lace weight sweater and I swear when you wash it the sweater stretches out to be like five or six feet long like a bathrobe yes because it's got (laughs) long dangling open fronts and it just it looks alarming when you wash it so the only way to snap it back into shape for me has been to just toss it in the dryer so it has been tossed in the dryer and really really gone through the wringer almost <laughs> many many times so i keep thinking oh maybe the yarn is too worn to repurpose but my thought is that if i undo the sweater I there's a uh, it's either a cowl or a scarf that I had my eye on that I did not have enough yarn I had originally stash dived stash dove stash dived (laughs) (laughs) in Gail stash to use some of her leftover lace yarn and then realized it wasn't enough but because this is a whole sweater, it will surely be enough Mm -hmm. for this scarf slash cowl that I have my eye on. And it will allow me to throw away any more worn bits of the yarn because there'll be enough. So that's my thought that if, if I do take the time to unravel that sweater, then I could use it to make that scarf. I'm I'm toying with the idea. That one is not so easy to undo because it does have a knit-on collar or button band. The sweater does not have buttons, but collar slash button band, just so you guys know what I'm talking about. That was the last part that you knit. So in order to get to the sweater body, I would have to undo that button band, which means there's a little a little more work involved in undoing it and um, frogging it. So we'll see if I do it. I'm going to work on the 5200K first, see how that goes, see if frogging a sweater makes me crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't done it in In a while. Yeah, I used to do it much more frequently. Now I have more yarn in my stash, so I don't have to do it. Not that I ever did it because I had to, but I usually do it once a situation like this, when I really still like the yarn.
0: <laughs> Booze at the door. Yes.
1: So that was
0: Breezy by Hannah Fettig. How about you, Gail? What are you stocking? Well, I'm stocking two new-to-me items and one that you've heard me talk about before. And that one is The Bride by the Sea Shawl by Jen Sheeland. Hi, Jen. And it's a three-color, very large, crescent-shaped shawl. And I talked about how I had reset the dye in two of the skeins I oh, planned yeah. to use. I was sitting there ready to cast on mm-hmm. and decided I didn't want to do it in pink because my hahui that I finished not too long ago is also in pinks. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I really don't need two shawls that are going to be that close together in color. So I decided I wanted to do it in blues, <laughs> which... <laughs> <laughs> sent me into my stash where I pulled out all of my blues oh, and yes. I want to use another one of Jen's yarns that's called either balloons or up I think it's called balloons that were inspired by the movie up and the balloons that were in that movie it's a very adorable animated movie if you've never seen it so I have it's a natural color base with lots of speckles of all the different colors of the balloons in the movie. And I have a perfect blue Anzula speckled that Charlene gave me as a gift that I haven't knit yet. So that would be a yarn from Charlene and a yarn of Jen's, both in Jen's shawl. And I just haven't found the third perfect skein yet. Mm -hmm. So I haven't cast on, but I'm stocking that hard because I'm stocking my stash hard for it. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of toying with doing a darker blue as the third color, but I don't have the perfect darker blue in my stash right Mm -hmm. now. So still toying with that idea. And that's Bride by the Sea by Jen Sheelin. Now, the second two things I'm stalking are new to me. One of them is a fairly new pattern. It's called Santa Fe, and it's by Isabel Kramer, who we got to meet at Vogue Knitting Live. And it's a cardigan that's classified as a bolero or a shrug. So it's a very oversized, kind of cocoonish type of cardigan. It's very cute. It's knit all in one piece from the top down, and it's mostly done in an all over lace pattern. So you don't knit any extra sleeves on it. The sleeves are just knit to the su- the shape of the body basically. So I'm imagining it's a, a big square kind of thing with holes yeah. where your arms go. And it looks really cute and really comfortable. It and it's knit in sport weight yarn. And I happen to have two sweater quantities of that that would be beautiful in that project. But I'm waiting to see. This is one of those instances where if someone's knit it and they're going to be at Stitches, I would love to try it on because I'm not convinced it would stay on very well. She shows it in the pattern page on Ravelry with those jewel closures, J-U-L. They're pretty Mm -hmm. cool. You unscrew them and then you put them on. They're leather and metal. And then you put them on and you screw the little back onto the metal piece. So it's not a button, but it's a closure. So they're pretty cool. And I have several of them in my stash. Or in my accessories, yes, not a stash. they're accessories because you accessories. can move them from sweater to sweater. Exactly. That's the beauty. So I'm still toying with one: would it stay on well? And two: would it look good on me, or would it just look kind of frumpy on me? I don't know. So I'd love to try one on and see and form an opinion that way. But it's very interesting and it is appealing to me, mm-hmm. and that's Santa Fe by Isabel Kramer. Now the third thing I'm stocking, I'm blaming on our friend Anne and Ginger. She put a link in one of the threads in our Ravelry group to a YouTube video by Christy Glass that was show me your Rhinebeck sweater. So what Christy Glass did is she stood in various places at Rhinebeck and asked people to tell her about their Rhinebeck sweater. So I got to see the parade of colorwork sweaters that was at Rhinebeck this year. almost exclusively color work, it seemed. There were Hmm. some that weren't color work, but the majority were definitely color work. And one of them that I had seen briefly on Ravelry, but kind of blew past it because I didn't think it was something that I would really knit or wear, is called Papa, and it's by Junko Okamoto. And it is a worsted weight pullover. And this is how she described it. This sweater has a very big silhouette, like a Papa's sweater and color work like the graffiti of small children. (laughs) So it is definitely boxy. That's Boo rubbing up against my knitting bag. Definitely boxy. And boxy to the point of you're drowning in it. But the people who were wearing, that's why I blew over it when I saw it in Ravelry. and was like, oh, that's way too much positive ease for me. But the women who were wearing it at Rhinebeck, there was a group of them who had all knit it, looked so good in the sweater. And it's a single color, and the color work is really big flowers that really look like a little kid made these flowers. They're like the big hibiscusy kind of shaped flowers that little kids make. And it's just adorable. It's really cute. It looked really good on all three women or four women who were wearing it. And I instantly went on to Ravelry and looked at it and thought, it's only one size. It uses a lot of yarn that's worsted. I'm not going to wear a worsted-way <laughs> sweater that's that big because I will suffocate. Yeah. But I could play around with gauge swatching and of see course. what different yarn yeah. might work. And so keep keep posted for that. That's something that I may be experimenting with because it's just really cute. It's kind of my aesthetic with flowers and things yeah. like that. Yeah. And I know I would wear it if I could make it in a fabric that didn't toast me alive. Right. So stay tuned for that. That's okay. Papa by Junko Okamoto. So we have a fun story about our sponsor this month.
1: Yeah, there was some fiber event in Oregon two weekends ago, I think. And Tammy, the dyer and mastermind behind Candy Skein Yarns, they're up in Oregon and they were at this festival and they met the folks from Plum Deluxe there. And I guess... One of them was at the table crocheting. Tunisian crochet. Tunisian crochet. crochet. Yeah. And Tammy
0: sent us a photo. And he was also wearing a really beautiful shawl. He was. Yeah. <laughs> she said he was absolutely adorable. That was the word she used. And she said, have you ever met anyone from Plum Deluxe yet? And we haven't. And Charlene said that she's always thought the people there were always super, super nice. So mm-hmm. now we have a in real life encounter. So we thought that was great. That was neat. Yeah. Most of the sponsors we have on the show, we know personally. So so this was a great, a a little bit of great feedback. And it
1: has been getting
0: chilly and I have been making tea every evening. Yes, (laughs) my garden green tea of his that I love so much. I just opened a new container of it yesterday. Nice. Nice. Don't miss the holiday teas now available at Plum Deluxe Teas. Chestnut? Yes, please. Every tea is hand-blended fresh with the most thoughtfully chosen ingredients. Advent calendars are now available, and of course, tea subscriptions are the perfect gift for any budget. Join their tea club for special perks and free shipping on every purchase at just $10 a month. Visit PlumDeluxe.com to learn more. What have you been knitting?
1: I am knitting a couple of things. I am still working on my fading point, which is the very large shawl by Hohi Locatelli. I bought that beautiful fade five skein
0: fade kit from Neighborhood Fiber Company. I five bought, skein still just rocks my world. Yes, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it's such a beautiful wrap. Sorry to interrupt you. was no, was fine. Really-
1: it's so beautiful but it's harder for me to get time on this one right now because it is chart knitting or lace knitting. I can, I can either follow the chart or I can follow the written instructions, but it's basketball season. So basketball season has started and all of a sudden it's harder for me to follow a chart. So I will get back to it, but I kind of put it aside because there's been several games that I've been watching, so. And obviously I'll get back they're to it. they're fun games if you're yeah.
0: wrapped and yeah, yeah. gauge changing games as right. everyone would say. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll get back to it because I really love
1: that. I really love the yarn. I love the finished product, and There's I really no want. I wa- well, I want. That oh, there you yeah. go. That's the rush. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Fading Point by Ohu Locatelli, and then the second thing that I am knitting, I cast on. A second Volkig by Martina Bem. Wow. I made this one about a year ago. And last year it was a Christmas gift for my mom. And it was really special for me because I saw her wear it when she was sick. So I have another skein of yarn that's very similar in my stash. And I'm making one for myself now. Oh, good. Yeah. So that one is Volkig by Martina Ben. And that pattern is an interesting pattern that creates fabric on a bias because of a knit three together and then increasing at the other end of the section where you have the knit three together. But the beauty of it is that it's the same pattern on every single row so once you've got it down you've got it down you don't have to count you don't need to look at a pattern and this is a free pattern online at knitty.com by the way I just wanted to mention that so it's good just to have in my bag just to knit what I want the yarn is a lace weight yarn so it doesn't take up much room it's my carry along project right now The third thing I am knitting is a sweater that I'm absolutely enamored with. It is a sweater by Hohe Locatelli, a cardigan called Like a Cloud. And this one is intentionally meant to be such a lightweight sweater. Hohe knit hers, I believe, with one strand of mohair and a strand of lace weight held together to create just this incredibly lightweight fabric light like a cloud I feel that, yeah. yes and i don't have any mohair in my stash and i start i swatched the stitch pattern with some lace weight that i had in my stash it's a lace weight yarn from dragonfly fibers that i'm absolutely oh in love with it's so pretty <laughs> it's, it's a gorgeous dark purpley blue it's called velvet underground and there's a little bit of tonality to it and with the stitch pattern it just looks so cool it's gorgeous i'm really really excited by this so like i said i swatched with my lace weight and i decided that i really liked it i considered getting a mohair to go with it to be true to the pattern But I really love this yarn. I can't say enough good things about it. It feels so good when I am knitting it. And I'm looking for the tag. It is called Dragonfly Fibers. It's called Squishy Lace. And it's a four ounce skein. And the four ounce skein is 870 yards. So very lightweight. The sweater itself is going to be so incredibly lightweight i anticipate that it's only going to take part of the second skein maybe not even half of the second second skein it might take half of it we'll see the sweater is a full full length sleeved sweater and that's the way i'm going to knit it so it might take half the skein i have two skeins of it so it's a lot of yardage with two skeins Mm -hmm. but with all that yardage, when you hold two skeins, it just it feels like nothing. It's yeah. so lightweight. <laughs> so I'm very excited about this one. I keep mentioning the stitch pattern, and it's an easy eight-row repeat that you do for the entire body of the sweater. And it creates these little... Like waffled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kind of like waffles, little... Squares of poof. <laughs> <laughs> think the same exact word. <laughs> Squares of poof. And of course, I think if you knit it with the mohair in it, then you get more of the halo and it probably feels a lot richer. But you know, I just love this yarn. Yeah, I can love I, the look of this. Can lot. I say that again? This yarn is going to be. um there's going to be more of it in my future. There's Let's going to be some of that, that in my future also. I'm
0: looking forward to stitches so that I can uh, yeah see the lace wide range white of colors. Are really nice. nice. I agree. Just lace, so lace weight light. projects in general, shawls and everything. I love the lightness it's, of them. It's
1: always amazing to me how you can take a skein of lace weight yarn that is just so light and ethereal, and there's it's and create something. With mass and texture that yeah. looks like a garment. Yep. <laughs> I don't know why that amazes me more than any other yarn. It doesn't it's, seem it's as substantial. Just sticks and string. Yeah. But no mm-hmm. matter whether you're knitting with lace weight or worsted weight, but it's always amazing to me that you can get a fully formed garment out of one of these tiny little skeins of lace weight. <laughs> So I'm very excited for that one. I've been a little addicted to this one. And because the eight-stitch pattern repeat is fairly simple, it's been really good basketball knitting. Perfect. So I've I've already gotten below the point of joining the sleeves, and I'm working on the body. So it's moving very quickly. So that is Like a Cloud by Hohi Locatelli.
0: How about you, Gail? What are you knitting? I have a brand new cast on in my hand. I cast on a cowl that's called the Clementine or Clementine cowl. And it's by the Spin Cycle Yarn women who are Rachel Price and Kate Burge. And if you've never seen Spin Cycle Yarn, it's very pretty and very unique. It has a very hand spun look to it. So this particular cowl, our friend Kristen was knitting it at the Last Stitches event. And I thought, oh, that would be a perfect project for the beautiful hand-spun gradient that Charlene gave Mm -hmm. me last year. And I just hadn't cast it on yet. And I was looking for a somewhat simple project. And I think what's also been holding me back is it's two colors knit so that there's a contrast. And I didn't have the perfect complementary color. It's sport weight yarn. And... I had a natural skein of Cormo in my stash, but it was a much thinner fingering weight yarn. It was like 550 yards to four ounces. So it was far thinner. And yesterday I just wanted to cast on something new. So I went and looked at all my sport weight yarn and I had two partial skeins. One is a Madeline Tosh Merino Cashmere Nylon half skein in Silver Fox, like your breezy. Oh yeah. And I'm using that for the ribbing in the cowl. Mm -hmm. And then for the center of the cowl, which is the beautiful part, there's a background color for which I'm using the Tracy two yarn from Imperial stock ranch in a very light gray. That's almost the same color as silver Fox. And you do what they call a polka dot stitch with slip stitches and stuff on top of that gray background. So Charlene's hand spun will be the top color with the gray background. So it will have gray ribbed edges And then the center will be this really, really pretty pink gradient with the gray in the background. So I made it work. I found (laughs) stuff in my stash and thought, oh my gosh, these yarns are close enough. Nobody's going to be able to tell, especially with Charlene's beautiful gradient on top of it, (laughs) which is going to draw everybody's eye anyway. And pink and gray is always a combination that makes me happy. So that's the Clementine Cow by Rachel Price and Kate Birch. Super happy with this so far. And the other main whip in my basket right now is Tecumseh, which is a pullover by Caitlin Hunter. And I'm using Lang Donegal tweed yarn in a DK weight. That's the pattern calls for DK weight. And I had eight skeins in my stash. They're fairly smaller put ups in their skeins. I had eight eight skeins in my stash and I was able to find a company here in the US who sold it and was able to get three more skeins to complete my sweater quantity and i've knit it's oh, a top down so
1: colorwork sweater
0: and i've knit the first colorwork repeat at the top and i'm just starting the second colorwork repeat and after the second one you separate for sleeves now very pretty <laughs> i would have been much farther along on this sweater mm-hmm. but <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> last week there was a lot of emotional stuff going on for me and I was at the same point I am now pretty much. So I was in the middle of the second color work section and I was looking at the first color work section thinking, you know, even though my colors, okay, let me backtrack. My colors are, again, they're tweed, a pinky purple for the main color, natural for the bigger section of color work, and a very, very dark charcoal looks black to me for the small little plus signs of color work. And the bigger color work section with the natural and the pink, I kept thinking, yeah, there's such little contrast. I really expected there to be more contrast, but whatever. I like it. It's subtle. I'm not usually subtle, but I'm okay with subtle. I can, I can do subtle. And it occurred to me, uh uh-oh, I think I swapped the colors. (laughs) So on the chart, the colors, the main color is done with white squares and the contrasting color is done with dark squares so my brain went oh. light squares equals natural yarn and dark squares make it the con the main color
1: makes sense to so me.
0: i reversed it it was not the pattern's fault it was completely my mistake so once i realized my mistake i decided i couldn't live with that i knew that i wouldn't be i'd never be happy with it if i didn't go back right. and rip it out So I spent about an hour ripping it back on Saturday and started again. And I'm really, really happy with it. I'm very glad I went back and started again. Because the contrast is so much better. It looks so much prettier. And it's just a gorgeous, gorgeous yarn combination. I love tweed. Tweed is so pretty. The speckles of tweed in this are like a darker pink and natural and green. And every once in a while, a darker purple. And it makes it such fun to knit because... It's kind of like speckles, but mm-hmm. it's Donegal Tweet mixed into your yarn instead. So that's Tecumseh. And I'm happily back to where I was. I'm back to virgin yarn. So all <laughs> of my all of my ripped out yarn has been re-knit back into the sweater. And that hopefully will be done fairly soon. And the other thing I'm knitting, I'm not really knitting it. I can't say I'm knitting it. Is my Jean. So that is a lace weight we are just talking about lace weight, mm-hmm. pullover cowl slash poncho. It's a very, very, very big tube, and it has lace work at the bottom. And if you remember, this project fell victim to Roomba, the little
1: right. vacuum
0: cleaner in our house <laughs> that has munched on so many of my projects. And I ripped back to where Roomba broke my yarn. And when I started again, you can tell where I started again. Yeah. And... I was knitting it in the shop with Charlene the other day. And I said, yeah, you can see it. But that doesn't bother me because, you know, it's such a big thing. Nobody's going to, you know, it's a big garment. Nobody's ever going to see this little tiny place where I restarted it. And every time I pick it up to knit it, that just bothers me. So our friend Cindy would ask if if this (laughs) is a galloper. As in, if someone's galloping by, will they even notice? And no, nobody would notice. But you know what? I'm going to notice every time I pull it on, I'm going to see that. So I'm going to rip it back again. I don't know how far I'll rip it back, but I've got to fix that because it will drive me crazy forever. So Vigeant is kind of in a timeout again, that poor project Mm. has been in more timeouts than it's been actually physically knitted upon. So Vigeant back in a timeout and we'll see if I pick it back up before. Anytime soon.
1: Now, do you think that once it's washed, it would make a difference
0: maybe because, i could steam it a little bit oh see. try
1: that yeah try that because remember i had that same issue with my easy one yeah i remember when i re-knit the bottom several times and i felt that there was a line mm-hmm. showing where i started to even though the stitches red is the same gauge i could visually still see where i started and i Kept ripping out more in the hopes that that would change. And finally, I just went with it. But once I washed it, I really couldn't tell anymore.
0: Oh, thank you. I will steam that. So try steaming it and yeah, see if that see if makes a helps. difference. Yeah, oh, I don't know you. if it will, but try it. Yeah, it could be better than having yeah. to rip back yeah. a lot of... Because it will be several inches that I have to rip back because I went back to work on it. Now, how many of you do this? Okay, I know that some of you will be nodding your head. You know, you made a mistake, you know, you're not happy with it, and you keep knitting anyways because <laughs> you haven't made the mental jump that it has to be ripped. No, this will be okay. This will be okay. No, it's really going to be okay. And you keep knitting and you keep knitting, and you're like, why did I keep knitting? I knew that I was going to rip it's this out. That Denial. potential, this will block out. <laughs> exactly. So, if I try the this will block out approach before. I continue, then I might save myself a lot of anguish. Yeah. Either That's direction. the beauty of being able to steam things. Thank you for bringing that wow. up. So that's what I'm actually knitting. Okay. And have you finished anything since the last episode? I have
1: finished one cowl. If you will recall, I have, I was knitting the third of my Beachcomber's cowl, which is a pattern that has a, a redirect from Ravelry. Pattern is called Beachcomber's Cowl by Melissa Thompson, and I have made three of them now, and I'm done with the pattern now. (laughs) You got it out of your system. Got it out of my system, and I have three cowls that I will be donating soon to a charitable organization of my choice. Yes, so I'm very excited about it. That was it was very simple, ribbed knitting in the round. That was my carry around project for several weeks. But like I said, I've got that pattern out of my system. I think I tend to do this with my charity projects. I'll knit the same pattern over and over again until I know it by heart. And then all of a sudden I'll be knitting one and I realize I'm done with this
0: pattern. (laughs) And then I move on to another one. (laughs) So that's the only thing I've finished. Have you finished anything? I did. I finished two things in time for the baby shower last weekend. I finished knitting my Clara dress, which is a pattern by Karen Vestigard Matheson. And I knit that in candy skein, scrumptious fingering in the plum colorway. And it was very funny when Alex opened the gift and held it up. It was on a wooden hanger with a crocheted wrap around mm-hmm. a, a crocheted in yarn. My aunt makes these for our family. And so I pulled out a little one, it was a little tiny hanger. And put the dress on the Aww. hanger. So my aunt who crocheted it was there. So it was a gift with the dress on the hanger. Yes. And Alex pulled it out of the bag and held it up, and it perfectly matched the color of her shirt she was wearing. Oh, perfect color match. So, so we know I, she likes I the nailed color. the color. <laughs> and it was a
1: beautiful it color, was so beautiful.
0: and it was such a cute little project. The dress was really, it was really adorable. pretty. It was an easy knit, there was lace involved, there was a little bit of finishing work involved around the collar where you crocheted, and then you crocheted the little loop for the buttonhole, but that was very easy. Overall, I really enjoyed knitting the pattern, absolutely loved knitting with the yarn. And the second thing I finished was an elf baby hat, a pattern by Robin Weldon. This is the third time I've knit this hat. And I did it striped, and in the pattern, you have three different choices for the brim, there's a lace option, a chevron type option, and I don't remember the third one right now, but I just did ribbing because I wanted it to match the sleep sack that I knit. And I used the same yarns as in the sleep sack. So those were Savory Fingering by Candy Skein in the black Blackcurrant colorway, and Yarn Loves Juliet Base in Airy Clouds. And the how is enormous. It was enormous. Alex's friend was at the shower and her son is almost six months old and his head is in the 107th percentile in size. So he has a very large noggin and the hat was big on him. Oh, wow. So here's the sleep sack meant for a newborn. (laughs) I thought the hat would be newborn size that the baby could wear with the sleep sack, but there's no way that hat might fit her when she's two. So that was kind of a fail, but the outfit was really cute if you didn't consider the size of the hat. So those were big finishes. And I wanted to say about Candy Skein Yarn, I wanted to congratulate Tammy and Kurt who are opening a Candy Skein brick and mortar yarn store. Mm -hmm. That's actually going to be out. They're opening like this very week. So congratulations, you guys. I hope you guys do really, really well because your yarn is amazing. (laughs) So that's what I finished. And I did want to talk about one other thing. After the baby shower, I needed some retail therapy. And Max and Josie were with me at the shower. And afterwards we went out shopping in San Francisco. We went to San Francisco's Hate ashbury area, which is very famous as the season of love and peace. That's kind of its signature thing with tie-dye and peace and love and things like that. And they have a new yarn store on Haight Street. <laughs> it's called Firebird Yarns. And it was very, very very delightful. So if you're ever in San Francisco in the Haight-Ashbury area, visit Firebird Yarns. They had several indie dyers who I'd never heard of, some I had heard of, and in my fit of I Need Some Retail Therapy, I bought a beautiful skein, and we don't usually talk about our purchases, but I just have to mention this. The yarn dyer is called Hula Hut Yarns, and her tagline is Viper, pardon me, Fiber that will make your tushy wiggle. (laughs) (laughs) It's just such a cute tagline. I had to mention it. And the skein I bought is the colorway Lula. And it is very me. It's natural with pink and darker pink. It's It's
1: exactly what you would picture for Gail's retail therapy. Exactly.
0: So (laughs) if you're interested, go check out my stash. But I'd never heard of Hula Hut Yarns. I never have either. It's a super cute little label with flowers and a woman wearing her grass skirt obviously doing the hula Yeah. so that was my retail <laughs> for sure. and we have a review today as podcasters every once in a while we get super lucky and a company will reach out to us and ask us if we want to review something and if it looks like something we're interested in we'll say yes because how cool is that to get asked to review something and today it's a review for some Knitter's Pride needles, which are one of my favorite types of needles. I have a bunch of their needles in my stash. They're one of my go-to brands. So when they asked, I said, heck yeah. So Charlene, what was in the giant box they sent us? We weren't expecting quite so much.
1: Well, Gail and I, like Gail mentioned, both of us have used Knitter's Pride needles in the past. But they were reaching out to us to try a new needle. Now Knitter's Pride has many many kinds of needles. They have metal, they have wood, they have fixed length straights and these sets that we're talking about today are interchangeables. It is their new ginger interchangeables. So ginger there the needles are kind of reddish. They look like Redwood, I guess, I should say. Yeah, they're
0: really beautiful.
1: Yeah, and I have a set of the short circulars, and Gail has a set of the regular length, the interchangeables. Because, and when I say short, the needle tips on the set that I have are short enough to put on cables that will create as short as a 16-inch length needle because if you put the regular size needles on a cable that short, it would be difficult to get your fabric to move around. So if you wanted, for example, a set to make hats, this would be, you would want the short set. But I also prefer the short tips. So that's neither here nor there, but I prefer the short tips all the time for all
0: of my knitting. And I have really been enjoying the longer tips, which my fixed circular needles all have these longer tips. Mm-hmm. And my other interchangeables that I use also has longer tips. So, it obviously, it works well for mm-hmm. me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, the thing that Gail and I have liked about Knitter's Pride in the past, and I think I speak for both of us, is how smooth the needles are. Yes. The yarn just moves so well on the finish of these needles. Neither Gail or I use metal needles.
0: Metal needles, they feel yucky to you, right? Yeah, and I use them every once in a while when I'm desperate or yeah. like I'm trying Addy Flex tips right now oh, that yeah. are metal, but yeah. in general, yeah, I don't use metal at all. Yeah,
1: I don't use metal at all. It makes my fingers ache. It has always made my fingers ache, even when I had younger hands. And <laughs> now that I'm older and I know that I have a little bit of arthritis and a couple of joints, it definitely, metal needles definitely make my hands ache. So for many, many years, I've always used wood. So when they reached out to us to try these ginger tips, we jumped at the chance. And so far, I believe we are both loving it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, some of the things specifically I love, not only is the color of the wood really pretty, so every stitch you knit, you see this beautiful wood, the smoothness, like Charlene said, and interchangeables, one of the things that I've disliked about some interchangeables I've used is where the join is. So, with interchangeable needles, you screw or unscrew the tips onto cables, and thus you have a join. And most of them have a way to tighten that join pretty tight so that it doesn't come unscrewed when you're knitting, because I've had that happen. And it's a major bummer. Mm-hmm. So, tightening them is a key. But even when you tighten them as much as you can, sometimes you can feel your yarn get caught on that joint. And I'm rubbing my finger like you yeah, can imagine I what I'm talking exactly about. know what
1: you mean because it's, visually you don't see it. And it even, makes it sound like a lip. Yeah, and even often if you run your fingers over it, you don't feel it. But the yarn will catch yeah. just a little bit. And it's not like your yarn strand sticks to it. It's just that it pulls out like a little halo on your yarn every time
0: or it moves. and it also just makes it less fluid to knit yes. because you're pushing those stitches yes. over that join yes. as you go so there was no noticeable spot while I was knitting
1: that's what I Nothing noticed at all. too
0: no noticeable spot in that join
1: you know and interchangeable sets have been around for many many years now and I think companies are just getting it
0: down They're figuring they, out how they know how to do it right. exactly yeah.
1: what the pitfalls are, and this set is, so far, every needle that I have tried has fit on the cable. Sometimes there's certain needles and certain cables may not work together. I've had that happen before, mm-hmm. and then the cable will work fine with other needles. And But so far, all of the ones that I have tried have been really nice. No snagging at all. They feel so smooth. They're really smooth. So pretty.
0: (laughs) And I'm using mine for my Tecumseh right now. And I've been really happy with them because when you start a sweater, you have fewer stitches on the needle if you're knitting top down. Mm -hmm. So the, the kits come, well, this is really cool. They come with lots of sizes. They actually start on a size US 3 and go to a size US 17. And most circular sets I've had in the past, go from four to maybe 13 but not they don't usually include a three which is a size i use all the time but they also include three different size cables and i cast on my tecumseh with the smaller cable and then i had to go to a bigger cable as i was growing the width of my Mm yoke so super convenient to have the different size cables and one of the cool things i really like the case it came in it's like vegan leather my case is blue it's cool because not only does it look cool, the case itself can become a pattern holder. It's really interesting.
1: The case itself, its when it's folded up, it's about as big as maybe an eight and a half yeah, by 11 sheet of binder paper. And it's a tri-fold, so you open it up. There's three sections, and you can fold it back on itself, and there's a little hook and two what do you call these buttons? They're, they're like toggles. Toggles, two toggles, and you put the hook over the toggle.
0: She's doing it as she talks.
1: <laughs> and then there is a magnet board on the large side that is exposed. And it comes with one, two, one large magnet for a chart. So that if you were following a chart, you can use the large magnet to move every row on your chart. And then there's three smaller magnets, maybe four. No, three smaller magnets that you can use just to hold your paper. Or if you just have a pattern that you're following, you can just use it to hold your sheet of paper there. It's really thoughtful. Yeah, it was a good twist
0: on a case. It makes it a very functional case.
1: Yeah, it's very thoughtful. And Gail mentioned it. Matt mentioned that hers came with three cable sizes. The short set comes with two cable lengths to make a 16 and it's either a 20 or a 24 length needle. And then there's the attachments, which include the little tool for tightening, the end caps for the needles. So if you want to leave stitches on a cable, and remove your needle. You can put an end cap on instead. There's even a little bag of stitch markers and a matching pen. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot <It's> the pen. It's <laughs> very
0: thoughtful. And, and the very pen is the same type thorough. of wood as the needles. Oh, and one other cool thing. So they actually laser cut. I don't know how they do it. Oh, But yes, they put the size really of important. the needle on the metal. So you've got your wooden needle, and at the end where you screw it onto the cable is metal. And that little metal section has in permanent that won't rub Mm -hmm. off US size and millimeter size, which is really cool because I have a lot of Knitter's Pride wooden DPNs that I use for smaller projects and those rub off because... They weren't etched in like this, right. so I really like the fact. I that... I like
1: that, too. and it's easy to
0: see. My eyes are not as good as they used to be, and I can see and these. I can, I can still read it. see them, yeah, yes. which is great. Yes,
1: except for maybe on the tiniest one, which is the three. That one is really tiny. Can't we to can we test it out? <laughs> but I can see it on all of them, and Oof, get, I can't read that. Yeah, like I Gail mentioned. Them. This, it's a large range of needle sizes larger than most sets because i love the fact that it starts with a 3 i love the fact that it starts yeah, with a I 3 yeah i use 3s and 4s more than anything 3s and 4s a lot and it goes all the way up to 17 i 17s don't even are huge 17, i don't even know if i have a circular 17 i don't so it's nice to have that in my repertoire now Yeah, you can make a super bulky hat yes <laughs> I can and see that being useful Like I said, I'm sitting here and I'm feeling the needles because they are so smooth. To me, that is the premier feature of these needles, just how smooth they are. I know a lot of folks do prefer metal needles, and the reason they prefer metal needles is often because your yarn moves so swiftly and smoothly over metal needles.
0: I think this has got to be as smooth. Yeah, I... (laughs) My comparison point has been, for my color work, I've gone up a needle size on my Tecumseh so that my needle my color work isn't pulled in and doesn't pucker. Mm-hmm. And to do that, because I'm knitting the sweater on US sixes on the Knitter's Pride interchangeables, I grabbed a US seven out of my needle stash, which is an old clover needle. It's a fixed circular, like a 29 inch circular and I've had it in my stash at least 10 years. So these needles are very, very well used and they are not smooth. They're the older style bamboo and they're not laminated. And when I go to the bigger needle for my color work, I'm bummed because they're not sliding. So I'm gonna set up my sevens on my Knitter's Pride and just use those for my color work too. Because it's faster, it just goes faster.
1: I had a similar experience when I was working on my Weekender sweater. In fact, it was an older clover needle, same as you. And I found that because the needle was, I guess I could say grabby, but it really wasn't grabby. I realized that the needle is so old that whatever finish had been on it at one time, it was really either worn off or maybe it just didn't, like you said, maybe it just didn't really have a finish Mm -hmm. on it at some point. But it was so sticky when I was knitting on it that I felt it affected the way my stitches looked. And I thought my stitches looked
0: uneven. That's entirely possible. Yeah.
1: And it may not necessarily always be that way. It's just the way that needle was interacting with that
0: particular yarn. But there's also, like you said a little while ago, that needle manufacturers are figuring out how to get things better and yeah. better like the join on those clover needles is a noticeable bump yes. for my yarn versus agree. my newer fixed circulars don't feel like
1: that i would agree now that i have been knitting for over 10 years i feel like i can really say there is a difference in some tools and i can see the difference in some old tools as opposed to the way Some tools, the newer tools are produced, and there's definite improvement. So,
0: (laughs) Because clover needles used to be my favorite. I have a lot of clover needles in my stash because I've always loved knitting with them so much. But compared to the laminated, smoother needles that also have a slightly sharper tip, and the the thinner cables, because clover cables are pretty chunky also. They are. Compared to newer cables are thinner, so they're more flexible. So overall... Big thumbs up for the Knitter's Pride ginger We love it, yes. Thank you very much, Knitter's Pride. Thank you, Knitter's Pride. That was an unexpected surprise (laughs) and gift, and I really appreciate it. And
1: we should mention we also got to try, I'm holding my finger up, because we got these little row counters that you wear on your finger as rings. And I have to say, I love it. Love it, love it. I have seen these counters in the gaming world. Oh. For years and years. And I have often, oh, that would be a really cool thing to use for knitting. But I've never purchased one. People use them in gaming. when I'm They're playing games sense, and they need yeah. to count things. And I, I'm really excited to have this one. I enjoy it. It's very simple. It's just a little ring that you put on your finger. And it has two discs. And you move it. It will go from 1 to 99. And so you can count. One thing, and all you do as you're knitting, knitting, knitting. I've found that I like to wear it on my
0: index finger. I can just reach down and rotate that little ring. Nice. Yeah. Mine's a little too big for my fingers, so I haven't tried mine. I have to figure. I might like wrap yarn around the back mm. of it so that it fits my finger and try it that way.
1: Yeah.
0: So I, I think I, they do come in different ring sizes. Yeah. So be do. aware of that. Yeah. yeah. And before we're done, this has nothing to do with knitting. Only it does games so she said the gaming world i've been playing the game munchkin a lot with my family right now and i think i may have mentioned this when we discovered munchkin but because christmas is coming up as a gift idea if your kids are old enough check this game out because charlene you guys were playing for a while too right yeah because you it's a game that you can still knit while the family plays exactly (laughs) so you can knit while you're playing and it's just a really, really fun game. And my 16-year-old has rediscovered it. So we've been playing Munchkin at least three or four times a week and knitting while we play Munchkin. And it's just really fun. So if you're looking for a Christmas gift and you have age-appropriate children, which play middle school and older, I would mm-hmm. say, yeah. check out Munchkin. It's super fun. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much for tuning in for this episode. Check out the Whip Knit Along. That Robbie's running, Mm -hmm. get ready for the self-indulgent knit along, and Happy knitting everyone. Happy knitting. Bye. Bye. -bye. You can find our podcast on
1: iTunes at Yarniax Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniax.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniax Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gailey Whaley.